Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hi, it's Salt Lake City Day. This episode was not the most exciting episode. I feel like last week and this week um, were were good setup episodes. Uh, but I, I know that next week was going to be when the big stuff happens. We still got some good, you know, good moments, but. They weren't the most explosive. It's tough to top that. Um, fuck, where were they? Um, Arizona. Those that those Arizona episodes were phenomenal. And so it's it's tough. You can't have every episode like that because they would just die. They can't they can't handle it. But I'm glad Angie Harrington is being exposed because I saw right through her last season. But hey, you may like Angie Harrington, and that is okay. I have a review on my Apple Podcasts that says there should be, it's a one-star review, and it says there should be a disclaimer at the top of the episode that you're going to bash a housewife and not like a housewife. I'm like, what? How am I supposed to know? that my opinion is going to trigger you. I mean, isn't that ridiculous? Like someone, like imagine every podcaster at the top of an episode was like, okay, here are my opinions with the following housewives. So if that is going to trigger you, turn back now. I mean, I would just assume people would expect a differing opinion from time to time. The ones about my political views, I accept those because, you know, I get it. You don't want to mix politics and housewives when you don't agree with my politics. Fine. Well, anywho, guys, speaking of ratings, if you haven't already, would you please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Because clearly I am combating some rude people. And if you're on Spotify, all you can do is rate. So if you wouldn't mind rating me five stars on Spotify, that would be epic. It really helps out the pod. It makes me look legit. And I also have memberships that I offer over on YouTube. It gives you exclusive access to content polls and the VIP queens get access to bonus episodes early. Sometimes only a few days early, but sometimes like weeks early. Like there's an Orange County episode that's been up for over a week that only the VIP queens have access to. Because I love them. Because they're amazing. And because the support means the world. All right. Without further ado, enough of this nonsense. Enjoy the Salt Lake City recap. Love you. Mean it.
So I'm not going to do a full recap of last week, but it is killing me that I missed it. So I will absolutely do a little dabbling on last week's episode. I have to. You know, I just, I just have to. So before I get into that, though, it's shout out time. You know it is. Shout out time for my VIP queens. You know, I love you. And let's start with Shelly. First one to sign up over here. Lissy, my Australia queen. I have so many Australian queens. I wonder what it is. I wonder what I what I speak to. Or are you guys just Bravo heads out there? I feel like there's a lot of Australian Bravo heads. Jess, Taylor, Rita, Parker, Andrea, Andrea, get out of here. Valeska, Sarah, no H, Jasmine, another one of my favorite girl names. I guess it could be a guy name too. That'd be a sexy guy name actually. Stephanie, Molly, Majid, Abigail, Grace, oh and then Kelly because you got a Grace and then Kelly. I like that. I like that combination. Margot, Amelia, shouldn't should. Great name. Kristen, sup girl, welcome, Lulwa, please let me know if I'm not saying that right, just leave a little comment, put it over in the community somewhere, Ashley and Adam, I think those are new names, I have not said those yet, listen, you VIP queens, I love you, I really do, not just love you mean it, I really mean it. Okay. Thank you so much for your support. And a new bonus episode will be coming. But first, I will be putting up a poll over in the community section for both queens and VIP queens to vote on. I've got an episode with Ryan Bailey coming up sometime soon. We have just been both been busy. So scheduling is a bitch. But we're going to we're going to do it soon. We're going to pod swap. Uh, Okay, that's out of the way. No more of that. Let's get into last week's episode. Just, I'm going to touch on it. I'm just going to, I'm going to tap it. Last week's episode was called On Thin Ice. And one of my favorite lines was, because, you know, Lisa says shit, like she thinks it's so um, profound and she, t- when she's talking to John about why she respects Whitney, she's like, you know what I always say to the kids, right? <clears throat> the bad truth is better than the good lie. And so Whitney said the bad truth, which is that she, w- they were talking about us. I was listening to Sexy Unique podcast, and they they said something that made sense, which is. Whitney, Whitney's a dangerous drunk. She remembers everything. And so Whitney's taking like a drunk, like they were drunk at the jazz game. And I'm sure Angie, because they're sloppy ass, I'm sure she did say, oh yeah, she gave that guy a blowjob for jazz tickets. I'm sure she did say that. But like Whitney took that as such a serious thing. But they were like a blackout wasted you know like blacked out just talking shit don't remember saying it but Whitney cataloged it as the thing she will bring up when the Lisa takedown season happens which was the plan you know that was the plan if you watched the reunion from the oh and also remember a little bit of a plug but also just truly it's informative I did my Q&A with a Bravo executive producer and she said that the season, this season of Salt Lake City 
started filming season three as season two was airing. So let's think about this. You know, they filmed the reunions, obviously, before the whole season has aired because they they have to. They have to edit it and get it get it up, right? So they start filming season three as the remaining episodes of season two are still airing. So like the reunion, et cetera, all that shit. So just bear that in mind because you're still so fresh off seeing confessionals and just the shit you say on camera. It's like, that's not normal that you get that kind of playback on your life, you know? So they were mad and they were like, oh, we are going to give it to Lisa, right? So Whitney and Heather, they were like all with Angie, like, yeah, we know about you, Lisa, you know, that kind of shit. So I think that when Whitney heard that from Angie, again, dangerous, she remembers everything when she's drunk. She was like, okay, so when Meredith brings up the rumors about Lisa, I will add this in there, right? But then speaking of Angie, when when Heather goes over to Angie's house, sorry, if you're watching on YouTube, you see me like pawing at my mic because my cat was rubbing all over it and now there's cat hair on it and it's on my lips. Um, Angie's just doing the most... It's kind of exhausting the way she's just like fawning over Heather because she just wants to be on this show so much. And I'm sure there's a friendship there because Heather is likable. Like, I'm sorry, I, I would be friends with Heather. I'm not I'm not blind to the fact that Heather is a relatable, likable person. Okay, I would not meet Heather and be like, she sucks. I'm just I can see from a show standpoint that she's not this like innocent person that she kind of tries to pretend to be you know she's a little more guilty than she than she wants to show us or show the world um but Angie's just doing the most like getting there the the way she gets the martini and the way she acts like because when Heather tells her what what Whitney says the way she's like I would never say that that is a business setting The Utah Jazz game is a business setting? Then why were you blackout drunk? What? Because, like, you can't have it both ways. You cannot be blackout drunk, don't remember everything, and also, it's a business setting. I would never. So, bye, girl. But Heather's like, I'm not holding a grudge against Whitney because, probably because Heather's like, you know what? We probably did fucking say that, but I am going with I don't remember saying it. Heather probably has like glimpses of saying that, you know, like when you kind of gray out, like where you're like, hmm, yeah, I can kind of, I see it a little bit, but like, I'm not going to keep saying it to Lisa. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but she's hosting a ski day. And she's going to do this like mixing of her Mormon cousins with her like non-Mormon friends. And that, as someone who doesn't like to mix groups of friends, that gives me anxiety. Like I don't, like whenever I have birth, does that make me like a sociopath? Because I'm like, I must be different with different groups of friends it just it just gives me anxiety and to mix like Mormon cousins with this cast it just seems like why would you want to do that I think that's totally fair to separate those two things but whatever all right so then at one point we get Jen and Coach Shaw soul gazing I I mean I don't hate these scenes with the two of them because we've only really seen them not getting along at all first season like he was like why are you always getting drunk and mad and she's like because I'm so mad that you weren't there for me when my dad died and then that at the reunion that year he was like I was actually she's not remembering and she's like okay yeah he was then last season he could not conceal his disdain for her before she was arrested 
he was outside like shoveling snow at one point and uh she was like oh honey do you need a coat and he was like i've literally been out here for six hours and now you're gonna come bring me a coat he's like don't do this for the fucking cameras all right he couldn't stand her but then they you know she got arrested and things changed so I don't I don't hate that they're doing this most likely for image purposes. It's just like they said on the Bravo docket. The reason we're not going as hard on Jen is because she's actually like adjusting her image to appear like someone who is remorseful or who someone who needs to repent as opposed to Erica who was like come fucking get your money assholes I don't fucking care about you and it just it makes you mad so but anyway uh then there was also last last week there was Lisa calling her brother Brian and she's like it was so funny he duct taped me to the pole or the post like in the middle of the entryway of the school and no one would help me. I'm like, that sounds like, that sounds traumatizing. And she seems like she annoys him because she starts crying when she talks about how they're all, like everyone else is getting divorced. She's like, I just feel so bad. And he's like, yeah, I guess I feel bad. She's like, okay, but I really want you to come out. Like I really need my family. And he's like, I'll try. Yeah. He's like, you're, Okay, like, I, don't, I don't have the energy. Um, also, we got Whitney uh, terminating her relationship with the church, uh, but notarizing it, though, and harding her eye on the document. And then we also got the ski event, and we finally met Dana, who... I didn't realize that she was going to be Heather's friend because let's face it. We all saw her telling Jen that amazing, you know, you better be nice unless you want money on your books or whatever. But as soon as Dana walked up, I thought, oh my God, her skin. And then Heather goes, you can tell she's a beauty lab and laser client because of her skin. I'm like, okay, well that she is a walking billboard because her skin caught my eye immediately skin's amazing and then we also got lisa on the fucking hill she's like i'm not an outdoor mountain girl my idea of being outdoors is a cabana with service uh jen also saying that her trial was pushed and and she's like you know whenever it works out is when god wants it to happen and Lisa goes, and whenever that is, it will be amazing. No, Lisa, that's not a, that's not applicable. And at least Whitney realizes this is a bad sign. Uh, okay, then we also get, let's see, what else did I put in my notes? This is Whitney talking to Angie about the jazz game rumor, and it's clear they were blackout. Um, but Whitney's like not holding Angie really that accountable because it's like, uh, the stakes are higher with Heather. Um, you get Heather going and apologizing to Lisa because she didn't even consider her feelings with inviting Angie H. And Lisa's like, that might even be worse than actually the guest list. Like not, not considering her feelings. Um, Angie and I mean, Lisa and Heather just cannot get on the same page. But then Angie tries to pull Lisa aside and Lisa says, I'm not giving you any fucking scenes with me. Okay. What's the point? I'm not going to. And thank God. Angie's boring. Angie seems very rehearsed and very like she's she her the way she communicates. It's just I don't I don't like it. I'm bored by it. So, yeah, get out of here. And Whitney and Heather talk and okay, this was weird too. Whitney says it's okay that Heather doesn't remember, but I just, or doesn't want to corrupt, corroborate it, but you should have had my back. I'm like, well then if she doesn't remember or doesn't corrupt, like can't corroborate it, then what, how was she going to have your back? 
But then she turns it into now I'm actually upset about something else. I'm upset that you said, you know, I made it all about myself when I'm going through trauma. And Heather really cannot muster up a real apology or like an understanding because you know Heather's like, girl, I am not buying this storyline. Which sucks because I really do believe that this is happening for Whitney. I really do. But I don't think Heather is at all. So. Yeah. So they're still in a rocky place. Um, Anywho. So that was that. That was last week. Just some points I wanted to touch on. Okay. Let's now get into... Episode six, Finsta Fight. All right. This intro <laughs> was so funny. The like, hey, the news today is like old timey news thing. It's giving us what we'll be covering this episode. If you're watching, by the way, on YouTube and I'm like, Shh, I'm cold. I love it. I'm cold. It's finally cold in L.A. Oh, it's so nice. I love being cozy. And I'm rarely cold. I love when I'm cold. I'm like, ooh, I'm always, I run hot. Anyway, so we're going to get Shaw exposed. That whole thing is going to un, un, be unveiled. And Whitney's husband, Justin, getting fired for being overexposed. And Lisa publicly calling out excuse me, calling out Heather for lying about a text exchange regarding the death of Heather's father. This calls back to my EP episode, the executive producer episode, uh, which is up on the pod, only on the pod. It's not on YouTube because she's anonymous and I just didn't see the point in just posting myself in a black screen. Um, but it's regarding filming the next season while a current season is airing. The only other time they did that was Jersey. It was from season three to season four. And it's the season three finale reunion Jacqueline doesn't go to because of what happened at the finale. And they vowed to never do that again, or they would go immediately into filming the next season. Because season four then was like kind of just a long extension of season three because they were watching season three as they were filming season four. And so can you just imagine how that bleeds into filming? Uh, And I think they just the reason they did it, according to um, this, my EP friend, is uh, because with Salt Lake City, they'd like to have it set during wintertime for the aesthetic of being Salt Lake City and the snow and all of that. So, but I'm sure they won't do that again. So Heather going to this theater called Alliance, she's forming a choir because she needs an outlet to soothe her soul. And, you know, I'm not judging because I get it. Like I used to do, this is in high school, uh, and then I was, I I attempted to pursue acting, singing, dancing, but like mainly acting, but I attempted to do this at some point in my life, musical theater. So I totally get her wanting to have this outlet because it is fun. If you did it at one point and then you stopped, you do miss it. And enter Corey, the the choir director, a.k.a. air a AKA a big bear, just like fabulous bear energy. I love him. And they're going to hold auditions. And she's like, Easter is right around the corner. And what is Easter without a him? And he says, I'll have him and him and him. I'm like, okay, yeah, fair. If you can afford it, do it. Okay. So here's the thing. This next scene we're coach takes Jen to this like trampoline bouncy place called altitude. I get that. Like this does not seem like a place you should take Jen, but if this wasn't on camera, I bet she'd have a lot of fun, but like I get it on camera. Like I would not want my 
body bouncing up and down on camera. But this place actually looked like a lot of fun. I wanted to go there. Like I would be making a whole fool of myself, but not with cameras on me. You know what I mean? Not when I'm concerned that they are going to, because they'll use any embarrassing shot they can get. You know, that's the whole point. Uh, And I get that this is like the, you know, the image that they're trying to present and all that. And then they end up doing this whole like, thank you for supporting me through all the bullshit and having the conversation that they're, you know, this is all just, these are all just setups basically to have conversations they need to have to move the story forward. But they have this whole thing in this, this like foam pit, this, you know, it's like, I don't know what they are. They're like blocks of foam that you could just jump in so they're just sitting in these foam pits having this conversation like this is totally normal and i'm like where are the camera guys i wonder what they're like perched on just so this is just how the the visuals on salt lake city are so fucking random uh but they talk about shaw exposed and this account was talking shit about both lisa and jen And it was Chris Harrington, Angie's husband. And so Jen's big thing is you didn't just use, like, you didn't use Jen. You used Shaw. So now it's about my whole family. Uh Uh-oh, that's not going to fly. This episode of She Speaks Bravo is sponsored by BetterHelp. So I don't know if you all know this, but I have switched careers. Like, I was a... I was in the restaurant industry for a decade and then the pandemic hit and I just out of necessity started a new business and this whole podcasting thing was purely a hobby for fun and now that I've figured out a way to monetize it, it's a little scary because it's so new and it's so foreign and I just wish there was like a user manual but not like a not like a YouTube video like, hey, how to turn your podcast into a multi-million dollar or whatever, because there's so many of those and they freak me out. You know, just like one user manual for me. But those don't exist. Or do they? It's called therapy. And I love it because I talk to my therapist and she helps me navigate. She turns me into like my own little tour guide of this crazy old world called life. And especially doing what I do from where I was before in my mental health, a lot of insecurities have come up, a lot of body issues, a lot of self-esteem, and it's, it's triggering to be so public now. And Now I've got tools to cope with that. I've got affirmations, I can say, and a variety of other coping skills I have learned through therapy. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash she speaks. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash she speaks. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Now the next scene is back to this. I'm so, I'm fully in support of Jack, so this is tough because it's I I want so Lisa, John, and Jack talk again about the whole "Are you going to college?" thing. And first, Jack says, uh, "The college—it's not something I can dabble in." I'm like, "What?" But Lisa's Lisa's confessional. Somebody needs a reality check. But okay, so here's the, it's like I'm I'm on the fence because I kind of want like a middle ground because Jack is citing these big entrepreneur guys on on basically Instagram that say like study under some, you know, some fucking asshole guru, you know, like you know, like assholes, like a bunch of fucking assholes that think that probably have misogynistic views on women and life and it's it's dangerous to go this route, but I also it's intoxicating, especially especially after the pandemic. The pandemic really bred a lot of these like, you know, work smarter, not harder, work from home, become a millionaire in a month kind of people. And it is tough because this guy, they gave him a business. You know, Lisa loved being like, Jack and Henry are entrepreneurs. They basically came out of the womb with business plans. And so Jack believed it. And Lisa says that <laughs> Lisa's arguments for college are just not, uh, what's the word? They're not, they're not strong enough. For the, I just I, what what can I say? She says college is about like learning how to live on your own. I didn't grow up with the mom who cooked, and Jack claps back. I didn't grow up with the mom who cooked. I mean, like you, you burn. This is, I mean, but it's it's true. Like Lisa, what are you expecting him to learn in college? What did you learn in college? I'm sure you learned valuable lessons, but at this point now, you're, you've kind of taught him everything he would learn in college, sorta. And so Lisa starts to see if this is something that like, you know, maybe John and she did wrong. And John kind of just like takes, takes over. He's like, you know, like, yeah, did we force you to grow up too fast? Lisa didn't love that. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we force you to grow up too fast? She's like, fuck, did we? Like, she didn't really want him to say that on camera. And Jack's like, I just want to, you know, work and have my own money and not have my dad's money, just like my own money. At this point, I like I'm on Jack's side. He is young. He's going to be a little asshole. I was a little asshole. But I think we're all when you're young, you can just be a little asshole. So he, you know. I, I just I think he's not wrong. What's the point of wasting four years of money at this point when he knows he wants to be an entrepreneur? Can he write a business plan? Can he do all of that? Like maybe test him on some stuff, guys. Like maybe walk him through, see if he can do the things that you guys did to op to start Fresh Wolf. See if he can do those things himself. There are courses and things that could just get him where he needs to be rather than go to a four-year college and do all of that. So, you know, I land in the middle. He's a little, he needs to, you know, he needs to be humbled a bit for sure. Uh, but that's also just like teenage ego. Then this next scene with Whitney and Justin discussing his firing. You know, Whitney puts it all out there. I got to say, you cannot fault her uh, for, or you can't, not that's not the word. You can't accuse her of not being honest and open because she says it outright. She says, we just took a huge risk with investing a bunch of money in the rebranding of Wild Rose Beauty. And she's like, what well, do I need to sell all my purses? What do I need to do? And Justin's obviously getting just constant texts like what happened what's going on and I didn't realize they were texts from his team because he was like he was chief sales marketing officer I think I wrote that down right um 
And so Justin puts together a post and he reads it to Whitney and he cries as he reads it, which just shows how much it meant to him. And honestly, it, I, okay, so I didn't know. Okay, so at this point, I'm like, what did he get fired for? Like, I, I wasn't 100% sure. I had a feeling what it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. And so he, he says that they said, with Whitney being a public figure, I just don't see how we're going to be able to make this continue to work. And Whitney goes, so wait, the fact that your wife has a career and is successful, you can no longer work here. But then she goes, I have a feeling it's because of that love is art moment. And she goes, yeah, I mean, it was a little cringy. And honestly, at that point, I just sunk into myself because I, oh my God, she's spinning it now into being like, it's about women equality and like men can, if men can do it, women should do it too. I just sort of blacked out with secondhand embarrassment because imagine picking to do a scene that's like a sexy scene and it's, it universally is decided by the fans that it was uncomfortable to watch. It was too much. It was awkward. None of us wanted to see it. And it was so bad that your husband got fired. Oh my God. It's like, it's like making a bad drunk choice that has that many repercussions. I, Oh, oh, she's admitted too that it just kind of got out of hand. So I just, oh my God, I just felt like my embarrassment levels. I, I didn't fully hear how she was, everything she was saying after she said it was cringy. And I, I, I just, I'm sorry, I'm too immature. I just sunk into myself and was like, oh my God, because. You know, we've all made a mistake. Like, we've all chosen to do something. We all have an embarrassing moment. How about that? We all have that thing, that embarrassing moment that when we think about it, all the years later, we still like shiver when we reflect on it. When we, when it comes, when it comes into our mind, we go, Oh God, oh God, oh God. I remember that. I'll never forget it. This is the thing that she'll think about, but then she'll be like, and Justin got fired. Oh my God. You know what I mean? So I need to move on because my whole body is still tensing up. I can barely hold the microphone. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. Oh. All right. So we're going to Beauty Lab and Laser, a happy place. Is it? Um, their second location is delayed, which means they have to extend their hours. Um, I, I couldn't tell if that was like really fucked up or not. I was like, well, don't you just have enough people to cover those hours? I don't, I was confused by that. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, so I'm sorry, guys. I'm like, well, that's usually not a bad thing as people want to work and they want the money. I don't know. But anyway, Heather is stressed about the book because she's missed every deadline. I could not tell if that call with that agent was staged or not because I was like, bitch, you miss every deadline. What? That stressed me the fuck out. But she says it's hard to be your own advocate and a traitor at the same time. Put that in the book. That is a line and a half, girl. I loved it. Uh, she's struggling because she'll write, she'll write something, but then she'll go back and she'll read it. I am a mess today. She'll go back and she'll read it. Um, and she'll be like, Oh, this is a little too honest. So then she'll, she'll kind of soften it, but then she'll go back and she'll read that. And then she's like, but does this sound fake? And so she's just, she's struggling. She is a struggling. And so she's kind of, she finally got her family sort of in a good place. Like the ski event thing that day, ski day was good with her cousins. But then Lisa, you know, the reunion aired. And they're filming. So here's the problem. The reunion aired and Lisa retweeted. <laughs> I 
her dad's obituary because that had the date of her father's death on it to vindicate herself from the accusation that she had texted Heather, hope your dad's feeling better on the day her dad died. (sighs) Such a bad move. Such a bad move. Because I get it in, in like a reactive sort of way. Because Lisa got a she was very much ganged up on at that reunion very much piled up on uh like jen got almost no heat jen was screaming at everybody all of season two everybody and jen got like no she she was like the victim at the reunion because of lisa's hot mic moment the very you know near the end of the uh, near the end of the season that was the freshest on everyone's mind so lisa was in defensive mode for sure and wanted to publicly vindicate herself because she was most likely being publicly scrutinized this is Heather's father's death. This isn't petty stuff. So, sure, he hadn't died, but you wrote, hope your dad's feeling better two days before he died. So, it's not great. Because he wasn't feeling better, and it wasn't like, hope he's feeling better. He was dying. And so now Heather has a huge leg up because she's like, hi, my father was on hospice, and the family was telling him goodbye. And she writes, hope your dad's feeling better. And now this has led, in current time, to her cousin saying that she doesn't want her life exposed. She doesn't want to be a part of this ugliness, which, you know, if you are living in Utah uh, as a Mormon with no real access to like true internet and, and Googling what's actually going on with people's opinions on Mormonism and along comes a reality show and this type of shit, I can imagine you don't want a lot to do with it. I can imagine. And Heather, Lisa Barlow only cares about Lisa Barlow. And Heather doesn't really want her to now audition to be in the choir. She's lost me forever. Heather says, lost me forever. Mm -hmm. Lisa and Whitney do yoga. And I forgot that they have like, because Lisa goes, Whitney, Whitney and I have a history of doing yoga together. And they cut to them doing yoga together. I was like, oh, yeah. Of course, Lisa's like, I mean, I wish you would invite me to go to like fine dining or shopping or even Taco Bell. Uh, So Whitney's like, because they finish yoga and Lisa's like, how are you? So like, what's going on? Um, Whitney's like, Justin left his company. Lisa's like, was that a choice he made? No, it was a choice he was faced with and Lisa's like I'm not seeing this as a glass half empty I'm looking at it as an opportunity supportive queen okay thank you suddenly I was like I want to tell Lisa what's happening in my life so she can make me feel good about it okay tell me Lisa um then but okay, then Whitney goes the po- in her confessional. The positive is that my husband was released from a company, and then she takes the longest pause because I'm like she doesn't know what to say. She's like was released from a company that is shit. <laughs> she didn't know where she was going with that. That's a that's right. That's my positive. That's it. Okay. 
But then Lisa talks about the negativity she got after posting Heather's dad's obituary. You think? And Whitney, even though she's not in great in a great place with Heather, is like, you should have called Heather. Um, yeah. Lisa, though, this is kind of why, you know, I can't hate on Lisa. She didn't even see the issue. But when Whitney is like, yeah, like, not the best move. She goes, could I have handled it better? Yes, I should have called her. And then, you know, producers, of course, said that this is the way to handle it. But Whitney's like, I think maybe you should call her now. And Lisa's like, no, I'm just going to show up to the choir auditions. And it's like, that's not the right move, but it's so the right move for TV. Are you kidding me? Yes, you absolutely should do it that way. Because as you see in the trailer for next week, you have Lisa showing up going, I'm here to audition. Because that's the better way to handle it. Are you crazy? Don't call her. That's so boring. All right, next up. Next up. Meredith and Seth meet up with Angie and Chris for dinner. Hmm. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. Okay. They do. <sighs> I fuck you guys, I just Angie Harrington just gets on my mother. Angie has the nerve to be like Meredith and I are trauma bonded over Lisa. You were not traumatized by Lisa. You traumatized yourself. Okay? You made up something. You pretended Lisa did some shit with the caterers. And I know if you're out there and you're like, she did. She didn't. It was proven. She didn't. Okay? Okay? I bet Whitney will, now that Whitney's finally switched teams, she will come around and admit that. And so now... Angie's totally changed her tune. Now it's I she said that the whole rumor about the sexual favors. I said that someone invested in Vita, but never for sexual favors. And Meredith is looking uncomfortable because she's like, um, I said that too. like I Meredith's also going to say that she never said sexual. She said favors. And also, by the way, Meredith was on Watch What Happens Live. Wait, I just realized that's what Meredith's outfit was the exact. Was that her confessional look on Watch What Happens Live? She had the red blazer and like the wet hair. I swear she duplicated her confessional look. I'm going to have to go back and check that. But Meredith's giving her a look like, "Mm, okay, I also said this. So. Uh, but Chris is like, yeah, John came up to me and was like, get the fuck away from me at the jazz game. And, and Seth and Meredith are like, whoa, that is extremely out of character. And let me tell you something right now. I would pay top dollar to see John Barlow say that to him. Cause that sounds hot. We never see him mad. And I would love to see him mad Mm. because you know when you when you finally see someone who's so nice get mad it's like hello let me see it but then angie is like well do you think that's because of the instagram well he just thought i was being really beat up and so chris is like look i'm not proud of it i'm a 52 year old man and you know i made a big account i don't think there's any way to say that that's like acceptable but Meredith is accepting of it she says that she Lisa has been doing the same thing I would like to point out that on watch what happens live she had no proof Andy was like do you have you mentioned that do you have proof of this and she's like no I just think she's been dirty online so you're just saying she's posted things here and there like everyone does like you do personally yourself Meredith Meredith's been making a lot of accusations about Barlow. A lot. But she doesn't have any proof of things. And then she takes them, she takes it back later. I never said that. I just said, you know. He also asked, you implied that Lisa had basically gotten money for sex. No. I said, you know, she's done stuff. Maybe. Here and there. I don't know. 
stand in it. And then Meredith goes, at least you're owning up to it, Chris. That's the thing. That's that's growth. Really? Really? Okay. Wow. The double standards. The double fucking standards. I swear to God. I can't stand them. I can't stand them. All right. Heather goes to Jen's alien balloon filled house, which really was a perfect backdrop. Just the chaos, the visual chaos of Salt Lake City. Like, what the fuck are my eyes looking at? Jen tells Heather about the Shaw exposed Chris Harrington situation. And obviously Heather's like, what? Unacceptable. And Jen's like, yeah, you need to be more aware of your friend, Angie. Okay. And Heather's like, yeah, I really do. Uh, But then Heather goes, what are you going to do? And Jen goes, what are you going to do? And Heather doesn't really answer, but she goes, if it's any consolation, she knows how much I love you. And that's why she didn't tell me. Now, is that a consolation? Does that make someone feel better? I don't know if it does. Thanks. If it's any consolation, she knows how much I love you. And that's why she didn't tell me. Oh, that's so sweet of her. Oh, she knows how much you... That's nice. That doesn't make her two-faced or anything. That's just really cute. I love that. Adorable. So now we get this little round robin of them rehearsing for the big audition. Lisa rehearsing her song for John, which to be honest, you guys, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than someone singing directly to someone. <laughs> so it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, don't do that. Uh, but he, he's like, yeah, that's not good. She's like, she starts off to her. She's like, hold on, I got to go lower. Which, like, Lisa, you should be at the lowest. You? And she keeps having to change the key. And he's like, yeah, you need to practice. You're terrible. Whitney and Angie are rehearsing a whole dance number with jazz shoes on. But Heather fucking brought in a team of people on this panel. Like, unnecessary, honestly. You don't need this level. Like, what'd you pay these people? Like, what the, what was the budget for this panel? Okay. And, like, there's a little trickle of people out there. <laughs> Jen, I hate when Jen makes me laugh. I hate it. But she walks up and she goes, I was expecting American Idol. There are like five people and four of them are related to Heather. (laughs) And then she walks in and she's seeing an amazing grace. And honestly, if she just changed her key a little bit, she wouldn't be bad. This is why it's so it's why it sucks because Jen she's dynamic and meant for television. It's really annoying. So this line forming outside is just absolutely hilarious. You've got Whitney and Angie showing up in like flapper costumes. But Heather lets Jen know that she's going to be the Ryan Seacrest of this audition. And Meredith was sitting, (laughs) Meredith was sitting on this panel and, and Heather's like, no, uh, Meredith, you're going to be Ryan Seacrest's assistant. That's a thing. And Meredith's like, oh, I'm demoted already. And then her mic isn't on. She's like, the assistant needs an assistant. Or whatever. But then Jen goes out and she's like ready to hype him up. And then she's thrown off because she sees Angie. Why is this the end of the episode? They really didn't like give it enough of a cliffhanger. I wish that they had given me like one bit of an interaction. Like Jen should have been like, what's up, Angie? And then they should have like, like stopped it there, but it wasn't enough tension build for them to be like next time on. But next time on is no joke, and the preview for next week is looking. Angie's not owning up to shit. Angie says she has no idea that he had started this finsta. No idea. I didn't know. Please. 
please. And Lisa is fighting with Heather. Fighting with Heather. I already forgot. I didn't write it all down. I don't know. I I would like Heather and Lisa to come together because they're not great enemies. They don't fight well. They don't have fun because Heather like takes it very personal and gets very hurt. But Heather did do a pretty good interview. Uh, was it Entertainment Weekly? I had it posted in my stories. Let's see if I can dig it up and I'll try to find it and put it in the description and the notes. Um, but I cannot remember for the life of me what she, um, what it was in, but it was about how Lisa just triggers her. Lisa just taps into something in her that she cannot let go of. And she, I love a, I love when someone can acknowledge that, when someone can sort of realize like it's probably not them, it's probably something in me. I'm a sucker for that because I've just been a goddamn mess my whole life. And so I, I'm, up, I'm down for them to, to form a friendship. I think they are currently working on one. Um, although at fucking BravoCon, they got into it, into it. That panel was so crazy. It was just the four of them, and they went to town. Um, but yeah, Jen and Angie are going to go at it, and Heather's gonna Heather's gonna defend Angie's husband at least at the start of the clip. I don't, see. I don't like to get excited about clips because they purposely. St- they purposely end clips or trim clips to get you mad. And so then once you watch the full thing, it's like, oh, if you just watch the very next second, it would calm, it would not make you mad. So I don't want to get mad about it. You know, the trickery they like to do, you know. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. I feel like I had something to tell you guys and I can't remember. This is why I write everything down. Damn it. It'll come to me. It'll come to me and I'll post it on IG somewhere. Dang it. What was it? It clearly wasn't that important. Was it something about... Oh, I remember. Um, Guys, I have seen all the stuff about Kyle on Teddy's podcast and all of her things with Kathy and how she's now claiming that she's more upset with Kathy, actually. And I didn't even want to defend Kathy because I was mad at her. Like, I can't even... What? You were acting all upset, Kyle, that she was mad at you. Now you're mad at her? I can't. Like, I'm exhausted from Beverly Hills. I'm excited they're taking a little bit of a break in between seasons. I, I truly don't care anymore for at least at least two weeks I'm not making content about it I'm barely posting about it the only thing I care about is what Garcelle finds in her investigation about the bot attacks but when it comes to Kyle and Kathy and Rinna the only thing I need to know is a casting update and a bot attack from Garcelle update everything else I just need a little bit of a break from, but I have seen it. I've, I, I ended up listening to the clip. It's, it's, it's just a bunch of bullshit. It really is. I I don't, I have no more bandwidth. I'm so exhausted. But anywho, enough of that. Don't forget to go over to the community tab on YouTube. If you are a member, check it out. Um, most likely by the end of today, I'm going to get a poll up to check, uh, to vote on what to do for my next bonus episode and make sure you get your votes in. If you are a member, if you're not a member, all you got to do is go to YouTube and join and that's it. All right, guys. Thank you for being patient while I went on my little vacay. I love you. Mean it.
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye.